You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. This is On Principle, Challenges in Jewish Education, and I have the great, great COVID to be speaking with Rav Chaim Jachter, who, you know, we talk about challenges in Jewish education. Rabbi Jachter has been everywhere in Jewish education, uh, from teaching in, in, in high schools, uh, really one of the premier uh, Jewish high schools in New Jersey, uh, TABC, uh, to all sorts of ways of promoting Torah knowledge. I think Rabbi Jachter, uh, you'll agree with me without you know, pr- having to thump your chest on this. You were way ahead of the curve in terms of getting your different Torah out on the web, um, I think that there's so many people, <laughs> I, I, I've had my own students who I've given term papers to write, who I've noticed have been cribbing from you for years, because whether it was Kol HaTorah or some of the other material that, that avail, eventually became uh, part of your books, Gray Matter, uh, your Torah has been out there for Klal Yisrael for a long time, not just <laughs> the things that you were teaching in your students, but you've been being mispash at the Kayach. You, you recognize the power of the internet really quite early in terms of promoting not just fluff pieces, but real Torah content, correct? Well, I, would, I wouldn't, the, the credit doesn't really go to me. The credit goes to uh, A, my Talmudim, and now, uh, and now my family. So, uh, so son, son-in-law, you know, daughters, wife, you know, we're all... Uh, Oh, Baruch Hashem, my, 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 the, the students in TABC, and really just one uh, little correction, Rav Kivalevitz, uh, is I've only been at TABC. I've been at TABC for uh, next year, my 27th year, so. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I didn't mean that you school. left. <laughs> I didn't mean that you left the school. What I but meant all, was. All, <laughs> but, uh, but Baruch Hashem, but they've really been helpful. The boys, uh, I really give them a lot of credit. They were, the, it was really. Because they saw it, you know, they were really the ones. They, they were very much. Now, 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 I want to tell you something which is a little. You're going to be maybe surprised. I, I but, but in a positive way. Uh, my daughter, uh, she should find her real shidduch soon. But she was once going out with a boy, and I was asking around about him, and the fellow said to me, "Well, I want to tell you who this type of boy is. He's the type of boy." This is someone who knew you from TABC. He said he's like the boy that we would have called Rabbi Jackter's guys. He was the he's he's he didn't learn by Rabbi Jackter, but he's that type of guy. He's okay, like he, he is the Rabbi Jackter boy type of guy, and 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 that's already ashamed of her. <laughs> that your Talmudim were known as 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 not just. Uh, good students, but people who want to be makayim halacha, people who, who love halacha and want to live a terror life. So it's it, it really is a big scus. So we thank Hashem, we thank my wife. Really. That's right. a... <laughs> now, of course, an, another thing which I think you know we, we, we could spend the whole program talking about uh, is what you've been doing uh, since uh, you've become the. Um, the the Merida Asra of of your shul in Tinek, which is of course a Sephardi shul, you have been really investigating um, the interface of Sephardic and Ashkenazi halacha, and specifically how someone like you, like the Chacham Tzvi in Amsterdam of old, was able to be a a, a real die in the wool Ashkenazi and still minister and teach Sephardim and and have a bikias in in Sephardi psak. 
And you've been doing that, I think, uh, right? And there are articles that you've been writing, I've seen in the Jewish Link, all about your adventures in Sephardi Psak, and, and, and in a way contrasting them, but also teaching us how to be malamed to to people of a different Eda, correct? I'll tell you something about, uh, it, it's, a very, it's a very simple secret about how to uh, relate to Sardin. And, uh, and that is, is, is there, not, there are not too many differences. It's, it's, 90, it's 99% the same. You know, it's the same, the same Torah. It's the same, uh, it's the same Gemara. It's, it's, a, it's the same Shulchan Aruch. Okay, the Ramah, the Machabra, you know, so in Yeshiva, you learn the Rambam all the time. So, you know, you, you learn the Rambam, you learn the Machabra. So, okay, so it's the other side of the, uh, the okay, you, you pay attention a little bit more to the Machabra than you did in the past, but it's, it's 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 so uh, it's 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 really amechad. It's an unbelievable, really one people, very much one people, one Torah, very much one Torah. And, and I think that's what, but that's really a, a chokhmah to be able to present yourself as an arbiter of Torah as Torah without necessarily representing uh, a specific approach. Because many, and I, I wasn't. I don't have anything similar to a big shul, but I'm sort of in, in, in Elizabeth. You know, we have a small, two small Sephardic um, minyanim, and for a while, and I still do uh, help them out a lot. For a while, I was sort of acting as the Sephardic um, rabbinical person, and um, it was very important that there was uh, for a number of uh, a number of, of. First of all, we 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 spent a couple of years learning Benishchai, a chabur of Benishchai okay. together. And also, uh, uh, after that, we spent a couple of years learning on Shabbos afternoon, Psokim from the Yalkut Yosef. So, yeah. so I, I think it wasn't so much that, oh, it was so difficult. It was that Ashkenazim respecting the greatness of those of this poskim. Oh, yeah. And also understanding how much there is there. Uh, and it isn't just... Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and I think Chocham Avadia... It's such a, even in when he was alive, was such a larger than life figure, yeah. and, and so it's 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 very important to to be able to when you when you're dealing, I think, with a Sephardic Eilim, to really be madgish how Rav Chocham Avadia's machria and things right. like that. Right. Oh yeah. And and, oh, yeah. and and again, sometimes we have to get our you know we're so used to Rav Moshe, Rav Mazalman, uh from the yeshiva world. It's very important, I think, when you do present, uh, I think you agree with me, to, to recognize how, how much, how, how, how great Chacham Avadia yeah, the full picture, in their life. The full picture. But it's not only Chacham Avadia. There's more than Chacham Avadia. Uh, mask him. But uh, again, you know better than I. But still, you know, I think that there is a, um, uh, it is a way, as you say, to bring Achdus, but it's also important to know the differences. And I think you, you do a great right. job yeah. in, in terms of emphasizing, right? You, you know, my, my good friend, Rabbi Daniel Raka, you've heard of him, of sure, course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So re- you might have seen recently, I thought it was an incredible thing, the, you know, the CRC, which I'm, I'm still a member of, although I don't live in Chicago, uh, they put out a Pesach, um, uh, just right. like, so this year, Rabbi Raka had his hagos to the Pesach Psokim right. that the CRC gave. What would be the halacha for Sephardim? That's right. That's right. And and yeah. I thought that was a that was a very important corrective. Excellent. Because okay. because it, it's it's a full picture. It's a full it, picture. Yeah, I'm going to say something a little bit surprising, but when you think about it worldwide, 
I think at this point, the majority of religious Jews, majority of religious Jews are Sephardim. Um, it could be considering the numbers in Eretz Yisrael. One right. thing I think both of us have appreciated is the great Kovod Torah that the Sephardim give. And that is something that the Ashkenazi world, although we are Amechad, I think it would be great to see more examples of that because the Kovod Arav that the, that the Sephardim have is really outstanding. Right. That's true. And the Kavad Hashem, that's really, you know, they never lose Kavad Hashem. Even the one, uh, very, very, very rare, even the ones that are not fully observant, you know, they still have Kavad, you know, this, the Kavad Hashem, Kavad HaTorah. That's, and and that's, uh, that's why so many of them come back. So, so, so Rabbi Jack, there, I, I think the Tzad HaShava, before we get to your newest Sefer, I think the Tzad HaShava of, 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 of Gray Matter and many of the other works that you've published is that you've taken your job, the life that you have, and, and you didn't just do a, gr- uh, a, 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 a great job doing it, teaching your oilam or teaching your, or ministering to your, to, your, to your congregants, but you actually worked on it, wrote it up, and produced material for the rest of the world to see. And that's where you're, I don't know, how many volumes of gray matter were there? I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't, four, four, four volumes. Four. And, uh, and we have, uh, and we put out five other books. My latest one is the ninth, and we have another one that will be coming out with OU Press in a couple of months on uh, OU Press and Koren, collaborative effort on, uh, on, on bridging traditions, we're calling it, uh, between Sephardic and, and Ashkenazic halacha. Thank God we, we have more. We have, thank God, uh, yeah, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Well, that's all because of my ancestors, the source of my ancestors, the source of my uh, my wife. Yeah, really unbelievable. Sure, there's no question that the the as you know as we saw in the Dafyomi, where the Gemara says that's talking about There's no question about it that uh, they, the extra work that's placed upon them to allow yeah. their husbands to, to develop and to learn yeah. in the way they do. That was the schus, remember, that was the schus that the Sephardim always love invoking the Malachim. So that was what the Malach Gavriel, the Gemara in Yoma says, was yeah. being masked the Rebbe Shalom, Gavriel. So Gavriel was, Michael was a big, is a big favorite by the Sephardim, as you know, Michael. Yeah, of course. Right, but uh, especially when it comes when it comes to be menadev money, they want to be menadev. Menadev Michael. But Gavriel was me was being malamit schut on the noshim, and I'm sure that's part of it. But I guess what I'm trying to get at is that you've you've, you've taken your experiences and you've turned it into books, and like you're saying, this farm they're coming out. Um, you know, your erev sefer, of course. Um, was recently reviewed in Jewish Action, and I love the reviewer. You know, I, I know that you're too busy to, to catch everything we do on, on this platform, but you know that for the last couple of years, uh, the last year and a half, I've had a very strong program with uh, Rabbi Yosef Gabriel Bechhofer, uh, who wrote uh, an Arab book that came out in a similar time as yours. And I was very heartened by the talking about Achdus and seeing uh, Torah's Am Echod, that the reviewer was reviewing both of your books together and I, and what was really a, a wonderful section of that review was saying how the books are in a way in conversation with each other. Uh, and both of you, uh, there were sections where Rabbi Bechaver had, had, had mentioned things that you had said and you had actually dealt with in a part of your book in terms of things that he had been writing about. Um, 
and, and that really, again, is a testament to, you know, there are people that want to stake out their own areas and aren't, and especially today where information is so uh, all over the place, you know, it's so uh, everywhere that to know what other people are writing in that area and to, even if it's, even if it's contemporary and to deal with it and, 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 and to publish it. So I think that was also something that, uh, you know, I'm sure is, is somewhat of a challenge too, to be, to have your ear to the ground and know everything that's going on in the, in the field that you're working on. Uh, Dachafer is a, uh, is a tremendous no doubt, no doubt. And, and, and someone that, again, has been my, <laughs> we've, been, we've, been, we've been stuck together for many, many years. And we worked on a, a Xaviyah together and we do this podcast together. In fact, I think I told you this once sort of sheepishly that uh, when he once reviewed what, one of your early books, I was the actual one of his, <laughs> I actually wrote it together with him. So we were one of the people that we've been, like I said, we've been connected in many ways for a long time. So Rabbi, um, I know that, one of the reasons why you agreed to take time out is because you're very excited about uh, a, a safer that, uh, yeah, you're holding it up now. And, uh, and it's called, uh, what's, the, what's it called again? It's called the Halachic Haircutting Handbook. Uh, a so breakthrough you... exposure of an obscure mitzvah. Okay, so I, I love your alliterations. In general, as somebody who you know is a dabbler in many fields like myself, I believe getting the titles is is important to grab people's attention. And I think gray matter does that, uh, making people realize that halacha is not so cut and dry. Um, walking the line, which uh, I, I'm sure uh, uh, Johnny Cash would have been very happy that uh, that uh, his one of his signature songs ends up being uh, a safer in halacha. <laughs> As a Memphis boy, I appreciate that, Johnny yeah, Cash. Yeah. And um, uh, and of course, here too, you've got the alliteration, a halachic handbook. And halachic an, haircutting handbook. Halachic haircutting handbook. And I understand this safer is a little bit different than the rest of your prodigious uh, output, right? This safer is just a tad different because it's a combination of yourself and, 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 and your son, correct? My son. Well, it's my second uh, book with my son. My son. We collaborated on a, uh, a, a safer on Yonah, Depths of Yonah. The depths, again, the depths of Yona. Um, and uh, so this is a, a, a sugi. I know you, again, I did a little research before, after you agreed, uh, and I, a little scan on Google told me that this was a, a, something you've been working on. You worked on it last year a little bit, right? And some articles. Oh, oh, oh yes, a lot of it. And my, my, uh, my son and I, uh, during the lockdown, during isolation, so we were a little bit like Rav Shumba Yochai and and Rav Lazar in the cave. You know, we uh, we 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 dug into the topic of uh, of payas and and shaving uh, un- furiously. Um, you know, we we asked Mechila. At least I asked. We both asked Mechila from the family because that's we were constantly talking about the Shabbos table, Yantiv table. all we were talking about was 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 shavers, 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 and. Uh, and he has a he has a very good feel. First of all, he has a very good feel for uh, besides halacha for for the math and the science, and and uh, he also uh, is a yeshiva barber now three years, so he, he knows the mitzvahs. And that's really the big thing about this book. That's why I call it a breakthrough exposure, is that we really worked on the mitzvahs. We really worked very hard on the mitzvahs, and we had a lot of Muslim bracha. 
We even were able to uh, to speak with top engineers from Gillette and Philips uh, Norelco, and, uh, and and we even were sent by uh, by Philips Norelco a, a, a updated uh, slow motion videos that really show you how exactly precisely how the electric shavers work, and it's a, it's a, it's a it's a real eye opener. And ever since electric shavers were introduced approximately 100 years ago, there's been a lot of confusion and a lot of guesswork. And when there's ever is a lot of confusion and guesswork, there's going to be a lot of opinions. So what I think we've done here is a little bit different than the other books. The other books, you know, I, I gray matter. I like to present different sides to the equation. And I try here also to present on different sides of the equation. But I do try to make it absolutely clear. That if you if you are like on on if you're following Rav Moshe, that electric shavers are fundamentally mutter, either they, either they are all mutter or they're all also. I'm going to say this again: electric shavers. If you believe that that if you believe that you, that halacha permits you to get a clean shave with electric shaver, which Rav Moshe does, if you believe that, then it, all electric shavers are mutter. Doesn't matter if it's a foil. Doesn't matter, lift and cut. They're all mutter. Well, I'm happy to hear that 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 hayroa because I think it's important. I'm not, I, and again, I am not on the the level to to be machria or to disagree. But I think I just want to explain to people who are listening that that. Rav Moshe in this area, just like many areas where Rav Moshe was posketing for the, the Jews of America, uh, and, and, and again, parenthetically in that, you're not going to find it in Igris Moshe anywhere specifically, but it's a lot of Psok and Balpeh that many of his Talmidim gave over and other people who came to Rav Moshe. But the, there is a, a huge amount of the Jewish people, um, especially in Eretz Yisrael, I think the very sharp words of Reb Vosner are extremely uh, interesting, and also show you that you know that it's not Neskabel, that that we don't we're not from the Matirim, that there's a lot of people out there, not just the Chassidish Velt, but the Yeshiva, the Torah Velt, who, and especially in Eretz Yisrael, who do not accept the Heter of Moshe, and, right. and even and even those of our our, our close Chaveirim in Lakewood here in the United States. Um, there are many who are, I think, uh, as recently as a couple of months ago, were coming out against uh, people assuming that there is a, a heter and electric shavers. So you are direct, you're saying, assuming that you're from the electric shaver people, which I would say is a lot of the modern Orthodox world, a good amount of the yeshiva world, but not, but definitely not all of the yeshiva world. What you one of the uh, uh, I guess breakthroughs of the safer is that you don't have to, and again I'm going to put it in perspective, like check the Rabbi Blumenkrantz book and some of the other books where they tell you which shavers are mutter, which shavers are usher, right? Correct. You're you're you got it. You're a hundred percent correct. But I want to I want to emphasize that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not a posek. I'm just following, I'm a Talmud of Rav Shechter and Rav Willig. That's it. This is the sheet that they believe. I showed them the videos, we showed them the Metzias, and they were, they were aware of it before, but they were just, they, they were more convinced. And they, in fact, I, 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 my son and I are blessed to have a Mechtevei Bracha from Rav Shechter and Rav Willig to this, to this Sefer. So it's yeah. not just uh, it's not just us, it's a, a force. But so that's one thing I wanted to emphasize. The second thing I wanted to emphasize is that 
I'm not Chasushan coming to disagree with Ravosner or uh, God forbid to disagree with the Chazan Ish. Uh, but you know, they, they, there's a strong basis for the Chazan Ish uh, in the Rivan, who uh, I happen to be a descendant of the Rivan, so uh, <laughs> that's a long way back. <laughs> so, so, uh, it is a long way back. My son is also a descendant of the Rivan. And, uh, we, Rabbi Schachter, Schachter, we might, if we do, if we go to Ancestry.com, we might find out that I'm a descendant of the Rivon and Rashi, who knows as well, but go ahead. Well, Rashi is very likely, but uh, yeah. most Ashkenazi Jews are probably from Rashi, but that's from another, yeah. that's for, that's for another discussion, we're specifically yeah. from Miriam and, and the Rivon. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, 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 uh, and by the way, I discovered that only after the Sefer came out, which is really remarkable, considering the Rivan is really one of the major, major voices uh, when it comes. Okay, and let me just add because it's the Rivan's parish at the end of Makos that's describing this whole sugya, which again is really the complex sugya of Hakofa and Ashkosa, right? right? Um, and 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 I think your book also um, deals not only with. Like you say, it's about haircutting. It's not just about shaving. It's That's about right. it's about hakafas. It's about peyos, which That's deals right. with with. And, and there, the uh, we know the halachas are a little bit different, I and mean, quite a bit different in terms of what's allowed, uh, you, what what your barber is allowed to do for you. Right, right. I want to also just clarify. I'll come to peyos in a second. I want to clarify that hamach metavol of bracha. Someone doesn't matter. What, what, you know, whoever you affiliate with, that's, that's not really the issue. If you're, if you're a male, you know, adult Jewish male, you know, if you can grow a beard, I, you know, uh, you know <laughs> that's, I just pun him zucking. That's the Gemara says straight out. It really is ideal to grow a beard. Uh, it's it, beyond anything. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's ideal to grow a beard. It's, it's ideal to be Mahmoud for the Chazan Ish. And not to not to use electric shavers, you, you can avoid it. By the way, it's it's an advantage in the three weeks for the Ashkenazim. We don't shave during the three weeks, so good. The three weeks of a machmir, the sphere of a machmir that we don't uh, so we, we don't we, uh, we, we, we might be we might get even the people that shave might get the schuyos of the people of of during the three weeks. And, yeah. and, and, yeah, it's good. It, it could, well, it's good it's to be machmir if you can, but if it's not practical. You need to rely on, and 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 uh, if 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 your Rav, you know, is, is comfortable relying on Rav Moshe, then you know we can rely on Rav Moshe. But just you know, but we our our major contribution here was to clarify within that sheet of Rav Moshe because there's, there's a lot, a lot of lack of clarity. And pay us also, you know, I remember ever and you know, I was a kid growing up. You know, everyone I was the bone, the bone. There's I got the zygomatic arch, the bone, the bone. So the payas have to be. Then I then I came to Yeshiva and Eretz and I saw Rav Aaron Luchtenstein. I learned from the Gush. Rav Aaron Luchtenstein. Now his son also Yibar Lachaim Rav Moshe. You know they they keep it all the way down to the to, to the uh, to the to the bottom of their ears. Well, what's that all about? So I remember being always confused. What is it? Is it to the you know in the Yeshiva? It's interesting. There are two Rosh Yeshiva in in, in the Gush. Rav Luchenstein and Rav Amital. So uh, when uh, Rav, uh, I asked Rav Amital what his opinion was, yeah, a nice, nice big beard. So he said, no, nah, just do Rav Luchenstein, do like Rav Luchenstein. So, so Rav Luchenstein was actually- clarify to the bone is really, that's the equation. That's also the motion. So the, he was, Rav Luchenstein was more machmer then, right? In a certain Right, sense. but he did it. I spoke to one of his top Talmudim, Rav Schreiber, who said that he did it as a chumrah, uh, but not, not as, uh, as mikra. 
And, and this is really sort of a, a, a again without getting into a lot of details. We know we're talking about isuri daraisa. So so this really is a balance between a shita. In other words, when we talk about suffix daraisa, and you do have one sheet in rishonim. It's not so clear, and you know this better than I do, whether, oh, we have to be kosher for that shita because we're talking about a, a, a question of a halachic daraisa. It could be that even though there is such a shita and it's, it's, it's articulated, the fact that we discover it and know it doesn't necessarily mean in a, in a, 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 a daraisa subject that we have to be machmer like that. Miyakar adin, right? Right, miyakar adin. Again, it's kedai to be machmer, it's kedaito to uh, for for uh, men and boys to wear the pace to the bottom to the bottom of the ear or re- at least to the earlobe. It's kedai, but mikaradin mikaradin. It's uh, it's to the it's the zygomatic arch, and then there's a whole discussion of how long does the hair have to be. So mikaradin, you know, we uh, have. But again, to- but using but but using scissors, again again as far as I know. Uh, if, if your barber, I mean, there's a number of coolest. If your barber's using scissors to cut there, um, right? Isn't it more cool addict than if he's using his 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 his, his electric razor there? Mm-hmm. Other scissors, scissors. Yeah, he definitely shouldn't use the electric razor, and uh, or or at least you know it should not, it should not be. No way it should be more than a half. You have to at least leave some stubble there. But it really, Bnei Torah should leave should follow some software. They, you want to have a look of Rosh Nalikran, you'd be able to fold over. So you should leave, uh, you know, at, at, at least a two. L'chadchila, you know, a two. Baseline is, is a half. You know, I, I would say that one of the reasons why this interests me a lot is because with the COVID lockdowns, I mean, you mentioned the three weeks, of course, when people are not shaving. Um, but even during COVID, of course, many people did not, were not able to go to barbers and were not able uh, to go to barbers to get their beards trimmed. Um, and then, like myself, you know, I had a beard that you could have put on a guttle card, which was strange for me. And, and, and my family said, shave already. And I didn't, you know, I was sort of clueless because I had, you know, I ordered an electric shaver. Um, and I remembered, you know, I, you know, I remembered the, uh, the, the psukim that I heard from uh, Talmidim of Rav Moshe, and I'll get to that in a second, and but you know I was sort of worried about okay now let's go now let's see you know because I had to do it myself um, and and I think there's probably other people who got into like your son doing it sort of unprofessionally who are doing it during COVID either shaving themselves or or uh, as we say um, uh, helping others with their with their shaving so I think that it is a shtickle a dover beitoy and and something which I think a lot of people right. uh, once again became interested in where where exactly are the parameters and what shavers are different right. i do just want to just tell you before just to tell you and i mentioned this to you a, a, a while back when we once spoke about this subject that my rebbe Rav Heinemann, uh uh i remember when i was a talmud by by him so many years ago spoke about revaron cutler's um uh hesitancy and only allowed uh his talmidim uh to use the cream that uh, on their faces, that that was very very dangerous. Sometimes this cream, because it could sometimes take off some of their face as well, besides the hair, uh, and, it, and it gave off a smell that was that was that was geferlach. Um, and and I and I I don't remember if Rav Heinemann said this, but I know that uh, I, I've heard that the, one of the reasons why Rav Aaron 
although there were electric shavers uh, by the for, at Lakewood at that time, he was chayshish for the Chafetz Chaim's kapeda um, on on using any sort of uh, machine at all, right? I think the Chafetz Chaim and Nidchei Yisrael, right? The end of Nidchei Yisrael by it's the part. Uh, it's not pashut. It's, it's in Likutei Halachos Tamakos. He, he, he writes about a mashinka. It's, right. it's not clear if he's speaking about a an, an electric shave or is he speaking about a safety razor. Mm, the machine. There's, there's, there's a discussion about what the exactly what the chavos chaim. I mean, he's typically understood to say that electric shavers are also, but it's not posture at all that that's what the chavos chaim meant. I think it's also in the section in Itche Yisrael by Teferis Odom also as well. I think he discusses Teferis Odom, he, he writes that it's, he emphasizes that it's really L'Chadchila, we should, we should have a beard. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so I think that's where um, they say Rav Aaron was afraid to, you know, to go openly against the Chavetz Chaim. So in a sort of a similar way, Rav Moshe's Das is really... Is, is, is sort of like looms over us. And I know uh, that according to the way you understand, um, and again, I, I, I'm sure you did your research wonderfully like you always do. But when I, when I, uh, when I read Rav Heinemann's statements, you know, Rav Heinemann talks about how Rav Moshe uh, would say that you have to test the shavers and that you need to uh, pluck a, a hair off of, uh, from your body or from your beard and see just like a chalif is Tested by a, a shaykhet. Um and and I think Rav Heinemann, um at least uh, seems to write there. I think it was an article you can find it online, uh, where Heinemann says that um, that there are definitely certain shavers that pot, electric shavers that cut too close, or at least are are mamish mashkes kein tar, and. Uh, he says that you might in some situations, I think it's called the one blade or something, he says what you have to do is perhaps dull it somewhat with some sort of metal. Okay, that I'm seems- glad you brought that up. I'm, glad, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because uh, okay, so first of all, Rav Shecht and Rav Willig disagree. And what, what uh, my son tried to do and I try to do is is, is to try to show that Rav Shecht and Rav Willig are very, very much correct. Rav Heinemann is concerned, not so much the closeness, what he's concerned is is that if the electric shaver blade is too sharp, he's worried about that it's could cut on its own. The right. of the hetter, the electric shaver of Moshe's hetter is, is that it is that electric shavers operate on a scissors principle, meaning that the electric shaver blade cuts only in tandem, only in combination with the screen. And he's concerned, well, no, maybe the electric shaver blade is capable of cutting on its own. And I just want to clarify that my son and I were were were, were shown, uh, were were given. Actually, we have we have it in our possession. Uh, we're not we're not at liberty to uh, to to post it online, but we've shown it to many many rabbanim, and we've offered to show it to Rav Heinemann. We're still waiting uh, for him to get back to to us. But uh, with, with extensive research done by Phillips Norelco, and it's corroborated by by a senior research engineer at Gillette as well that the electric shaver blade is incapable of cutting on its own without the aid of the of, of the screen. I want to say that again. The electric the electric shaver blades are incapable of cutting on their of their own without the assistance, without the the the, the teamwork of of the screen. And therefore what Heinemann was Hoshesh for is uh, is is really? I mean, I understand why it was koshesh, but we have been mavar 
that there really is no need for that chashash. Right. Again, look, Rahain was my Rebbe, and, and I still rely on him when I have real difficult trials. I can give you his, his, his I have his personal number in case you want it. And yeah, I might please tell him, please tell him, I, I'm, I, I'm, I've been trying to reach out to him through his Talmudim. I'm more than happy to show this to him. I'm yeah. more than happy to show him than the other. But I, I think my point, though, is as great as Rav Heinemann is, and, and I accept, I, it was macabre so much from him as a, as a Rebbe and a Paisic, is that he's quoting Ramesha. And again, here, I think part of what you're probably going to have to say is that these shmuas from Rav Moshe, Rav Moshe perhaps himself would also capitulate at this point had he been shown the evidence. Because Rav Moshe himself clearly said, clearly said when people brought him shavers, he would say, do a bedika, do a bedika, check and see. I, I, I can't believe that, that all of those shmuas are not true. About but, it, but it's but there there are different shmuas. In other words, it's uh, if, you, if you ask uh, Dine, you know, Dine Forrest from Chicago right? again from Shigiri, your, and I did, by the way, and I actually asked her my first years right. ago. So what what uh, what what uh, from what I understand, he said, and actually, first was we show Rabbi Reese showed him uh, showed him the manuscript, and he said about the manuscript MS Lamito. Oh, very and good. He, and he said that Ramosha said either exactly what Rabbi Willig and Rabbi Shachter say. That it's either they're all mutter or they're all asr. Hmm. Interesting. That's a different, that's a different misora from Rav Heinemann. And I, I would, and I mean, I'm not to say that anybody's quoting inaccurately, but maybe you know, hadolachol chasidav. You know that he may have, he may have changed his mind. But I, I, but I think that what we've done really is mavar the mitzvahs. I'm not saying I'm not really calling to question Rav Heinemann's alumnus and learning chas v'shalom. I'm just saying that we we have had the supposed to be mavar the mitzvahs. Into a way that it's that's not that it's not a problem. And I want to also clarify that the lift and cut, those people who say that you need to disable the lift and cut, are are are, are absolutely mistaken. They're not 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 halacha. They're mistaken in understanding the mitzvahs. The even in a lift and cut, the electric shaver blade cuts only in combination with a screen, only in combination with the screen. And that makes it misparayim ke'en tar, as opposed Correct. to as opposed to ke'en exactly. tar mamish. Exactly. Exactly. I, I have to tell you that again. I, again, Rabbi First was was my. I have his. I can say his number. Everybody knows what it is. I have it on the top of my head because I call him all the time. And Rabbi First, I lived in Chicago for twenty years. And when I wanted to buy a shaver, I spoke to Rabbi First about it, and he uh, also told me at that time he might have changed his das. He was telling me about which ones to get. He told me to get brawn and not to get something else. So it's interesting that I think yeah, it seems he could change his mind because really it seems like there. That. It seems like there has been an involvement, and 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 isn't that the greatest sign of a chacham that he's willing? Right, that's to, correct. That's correct. It's 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 really just being mavar the mitzias. This is this is really just the, the you know the mitzias. We did we did the lekrug of the mitzias. I have to tell you that one thing that and, and I want to. Speak be Muhammad, uh, not, I don't need, he doesn't need me to Muhammad's loose. But I think one of the things Rav Heinemann did as a teacher to us when I was his, his Talmud in, in uh, high school, and what he did when he created or developed the Star K was to really be at the forefront of the, the re, knowing the realities of how right. everything works. When he would give us halacha shiurim, he would tell us so much science and and he would explain the 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 principles and ideas one of the most famous shurim he would give would be about bishul uh, and how to how to take cholent on shabbos and he would go through exactly what 
exactly the stages of Bishul meant. And when he was giving his halachic shiurim and, and everything he did was based on knowing the mitzvahs. Uh, so I think I, I I I think I don't know if this program is going to help you in that way, but I think Ravine, if anyone is made to understand the physical mitzvahs of things, it's Rav Heinemann. Rav Heinemann is I'm I'm open and willing anytime except Shabbos and Yom Tov. I'm willing to have a meeting. Okay, <laughs> I have to, to have a meeting with. Them. I have to tell you, you know, they say about Rav Baruch Bear, you know, when he when he, when he finally uh, got the Kurkovin, someone showed him the Kurkovin of an animal. He said, Ah, the Kurkovin. This is the Halakha Kurkovin. He had never seen it before, though he had learned Kulvin. Rav Heinemann is not from the Halakha Kurkovin people. I will right. tell. He always knows the way things work, machinery. Right. That's right. why. Okay, so you know, maybe, like, for example, you can help me connect connect with him. But so far, I've reached out. So far, uh, not yet. But we're. I haven't given up hope. I haven't been the eyes. He, he should be a flanga langa yor, and he should go strong. And we'll mm-hmm. talk afterwards. I'll, I'll I'll try to. I I will try to help you on that on that factor. But I think part of it again, one of the things you know we can end off with this is is, and I think the the reviewer in Jewish Action mentioned this as well, um, that. In many ways, you see yourself in terms of this educational thrust of of what your writings. This is not Chaim Jackter's um, flag that you're planting. You're planting the flag of your Rabbeim, of normative halacha, right? You, as you say, you are giving over the psalkim of Rav Shechter, of Rav Willig. Um, and, and, and in a way, right, you know, you are helping them present the halachic deus that need to be, that, that, that you feel need to be known. Um, so do you don't consider yourself a Pisic in that way, Rabbi Jackter? No. Or you, you mamish, in other words, you, you consider yourself a purveyor of, of halachic information, not necessarily a Pisic in yourself. Uh, you know, I've you know, been a Malamed, you know. <laughs> I hear. That's, that's, ex- that's not exactly modest when you say that. A Malamed like for the Rav. Yeah, he, I, he, I should be a Malamed like You know Rav, what he used to say place, then? But, yeah. but you know what the second part of that? He would say, is then place a Malamed? He said, what do we say about the Rabbi Shalom? A Malamed Teir, Abba B'nai Yisrael, right? right? So, right. So, well, okay. I, I guess in a much more uh, toned down. Uh, <laughs> right. So again, I'm not trying to pull your... I'm, I'm not trying. school Rebbe. So I'm a you know, high school Rebbe. I try, to, you know, I try to teach. I try to be like Hashem and try to teach Torah to well, Jewish people. But, 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 but again, I think... And not just from Shad and Rav Willig, you know, but I just try to... Uh, but to, to, and I mean, I... I happen to be that that a Talmud, but uh, to uh, you know, to really to present everybody, to give everybody a chance. That's what my mother taught me. Everybody gets a chance. And I try to really give everybody a fair chance. So, who would you say is, um, you know, in this area, which I think you're quite unique in, um, and uh, who who would you say is your 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 shining influence, other than your family and your students who gave you so much chizik, is there someone that you're trying to model yourself after? Is there a Rebbe who who you feel you know that you're walking most in their derech? It's interesting. Um, you know, it's a good it's a good question. I remember one time when I was t- helping Rav Soloveitchik to the airport, uh, and uh, Rav Yosef Dov Soloveitchik. And uh, he uh, was, um, you know, he, and, and, and then the Shion was Zephyr Abamarizal just came out. And he was very excited about it. He said, you know, he wants to teach, you know, really sophisticated alumnus in a way that everybody can understand. And, uh, and, he, and, and he said that was, that was his goal. 
And he looked at me with a twinkle in his eye and he said, I think I did a pretty good job. <laughs> so uh, that's, uh, that's, that's what I try to, uh, that's what I try to emulate. Uh, the again, a much more modest. Uh, a, <laughs> By the way, I think I think if I'm not mistaken, and again, a lot of stuff I'm saying here is from memory, <laughs> so you'll be Michael but I think I can pull it out. I think the the old original edition. I think it says that it's that Rav Aaron Lichtenstein helped write it. Right, the actual correct. right. So. Uh, part of it, although the Rav knew how to, the Rav could write, there's no question about it, in English and in Lashon HaKadosh, I think some of the the literary style that you have in Shurim Lasech Rabamori is, 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 is from Rav Aaron Lichtenstein. Um, I had the schuss to see Rav Aaron and, and, and the Rav actually reviewing, the, you know, preparing the Sefer together. Wow. That was, uh, that was not, yeah, I, I, I got a glimpse, you know, I didn't see that and see all of it, but I, I did see a little bit of it. I saw, I saw about an hour of it, which was uh, really something. So, and I think we can probably end on this to say that, yes, you know, you're only a, you know, a Malamid, but part of the knowing how to be a Malamid is, as you say, to package it, to, to come up with a language. You know, many people, I know when I was about seven or eight years old, I think I heard this from my Rebbe, who said, you know, Rashi's written Baruch HaKadosh. But I want to explain to you what the Ruch HaKadosh of Rashi is. The Ruch HaKadosh of Rashi was, because people asked, Rashi's Ruch HaKadosh, there's so much of, you can find, as, as Machaiki Yehuda Chumash and other Berliner and others have shown, the Makairi Rashi, there's so many, you can almost pin down everything. So I heard from my Rebbe, I think I was eight or nine years old, that the Ruch HaKadosh of Rashi was to know what not to put into the Sefer. That it was yeah. recognizing that you can't overload. That, that, that as much as, you know, right. pages and pages of footnotes and cross-references and other things, you cloud the, the, the chances for the person reading to, to really absorb and live with the information. Right. I, I think one of the things, you know, obviously clarity of statement, using alliteration when necessary, having the, 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 the hook to bring people in and the subject, to write in a way where the where the ideas follow, I think that's something that you've you've excelled in, and I think that's the reason why the information is is able to be absorbed and, and used. But I think there's also the fact that <laughs> there's a lot you don't overload, you don't necessarily burden the reader with so much that the reader you know decides to close the book and put it on a shelf and maybe refer to it once in a while. So I think that that's, do you sometimes struggle with this? I mean, I think you do a great job in that. Do you yeah, sometimes... that's, yeah, but I, I think it comes intuitively since I spend so much time Baruch Hashem in the classroom. So that's, it comes intuitively. You have to know what the, and the classroom and the shul, you know, you have to know what the audience can bear. So what the robot Tzibu you know, you have to, be, have to make exerish a robot Tzibu Yichol and Lama Right, so that's definitely a chush that, that might be, you know, that's that's that chush of talent that, that like we say, you took it from the classroom uh, into your writings itself. And hope and it sounds like that your child, your your son, what's his first name? We didn't get his name. Binyamin. Rabbi Binyamin. So to become a Mayra Hiro and maybe to be a Malamid plus a Mayra Hiro and, 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 and perhaps even further. Rab, Rav, Shechter, Rav Shechter, thanks. So I said Rav Shechter for a second because, <laughs> as you say, you said from his Talmidim. I think you got to admit Rav Shechter uh, during Corona also 
you know, what is the Gemara's lotion? You know, Hira is dare. You know, they opened up his, his pulled up, rolled up his sleeves, and people saw the light and the power. I think people, right. got I, th- I, I think people in Klal Yisrael realized that, that, that in, in Rav Shechter's Psokim that he wrote so elegantly, so wonderfully, so tzimzach, people saw, uh, you know, who oh, his Talmidim knew it he, for years. It, it, and definitely for the United States, I would say he is one of the the poskim the, the him. Again, who, I, I'm no one to say you know, who the God of Ador is, but mm-hmm. I can tell I'm you what I can tell you one thing. You know, he is definitely uh, uh, he is the, the 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 address to go to uh, for so much. You know, they 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 once asked um, you know Rav Ruvain Margolis. Uh, who, of course, you know, uh, uh, he enriched the Torah world so much with this farm. Uh, they said, you always speak about Rav Kook as being a godel, that he was the godel. What do you mean that he was the godel? So Rav Ruben Margolis, in, <laughs> with a modest uh, look, you know, said, he says, he said it in Yiddish, but I'll, I'll say it in English. He said, do you think I, I know exactly what a godel is? I can tell you one thing, though. I never saw anything. I never saw katnas by him. That much I can tell you. I never saw katnas, and in that sense, I think we could say the same thing about right. about about your 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 rabbeim. And Mitzvah Hashem, we should be zeichet to emulate them. Thanks a lot for joining us here on on principle. Hatzlocha, Rabbi Rabbi Jackter. And you know, you know, I'm sort of like you know, once I get my hooks in you, you never know. Now that you've uh, teamed up here with teamed up with us, hopefully you'll 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 grace us again in some way on the platform. Be well. Shkoyach yeah. Thanks again. Hatzlocha, Rabbi. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.